Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by Intuit Credit Karma. Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets exploited a glaring weakness in the Golden State Warriors last night. We tell you exactly what that is coming up next. And the Milwaukee Bucks, oh boy, they are starting to turn things around. We tell you why they could be the most dangerous team in the Eastern Conference. Ooh, plus the West, the race for the playoffs is as tight as it has ever been. Which teams do we trust to make a late season push? NBA Today starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by Intuit Credit Karma. You know it's a good day when Richard Jefferson... Me? We got, we got the boss here. We got Becky in the building. What's this? as far away from oh, me okay. as possible. <laughs> the Hall of Famer, head coach of the back-to-back aces, Becky Hammond, is here in studio with us as well. Kendrick Perkins, he will be by momentarily. But Bill? since I'm sitting with champions, what better place to start, Richard Jefferson, than with the champs? <laughs> the Denver Nuggets. Because Nikola Jokic reminded us all last night that the road to the title, it still goes through the Mile High City. So the Nuggets taking on the Warriors here. Remember, Steve Kerr signed a two-year, $35 million extension to stay with the Warriors. Congrats, Steve Kerr. Clay Thompson coming off the bench for the fourth straight game. He started hot, Richard. Ah, uh, yes. It looks. Clay, it's good to see you coming off the bench, you know, in you, when that started in Utah. But we know who Clay is, and sometimes you just need a reset. The dude has been playing well. I got no issue with Clay. It didn't really finish strong, but started strong. 16 first quarter points was the most by a Warrior off the bench in the opening quarter in the last 25 seasons. <laughs> but here come the Denver Nuggets. They finished this quarter on a 14-0 run that continued with Jamal Murray right here. Well, look, Jamal Murray, when he gets going, when he gets into that space, because he he's not Steph Curry, but he he's a person that moves off the ball, can do things on the ball. He just beats you in so many different ways. Well, and then in the third quarter here, Clay Thompson, like you said, couldn't quite keep it going. Outlet pass up to Christian Brown there, gets it to go. With that pass, Jokic passes LeBron James for the fourth most career triple-doubles, including the playoffs. Golden State still with a chance here. Steph Curry, it was one Watch of the rare nights. What center can do this? What center can get the steal, fake the pass, then throw a lob? All while going five miles an hour. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. And then Jamal Murray icing on the cake. Aaron Gordon throws it down. By the way, it was Nikola Jokic's 29th birthday last week. Was the win enough of a present for him? Your birthday was last week. These guys get you anything? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Bad teammates. Bad teammates. Terrible teammates. Terrible teammates, yeah. I mean, they can't be that terrible because look at his assist numbers, right? He's been putting up, I don't play video games, but I would think that these are video game numbers, his last three games. You can see here three straight monster triple doubles. Overall, he joined Wilt Chamberlain as the only player with, get this, at least 80 points, 50 
50 rebounds and 45 assists over a three-game span in NBA history. Anytime you're mentioned with Wilt, that is a pretty impressive thing. Jokic and the Nuggets, they've clearly stepped up. They've been adding the pedal, uh, putting the gas out of all-star break. <laughs> I'm bad again. at car analysis. Putting the gas <laughs> and, then the, the gas and then the pedal. pedal. And the bre- I sound like someone who drives with two feet, but I promise <laughs> I only drive with one. Uh, Richard, let's get it together and ask the back-to-back champion here. I mean, is Denver just proving that the road to the championship still drives through them? <laughs> Did I work both days this weekend? It's fine. Is Go it ahead, Monday. Becky. It is Monday. But whatever day of the week it is, yes, that championship still runs through Denver. Mm. If they're healthy, right, I think at the end of the day, Jamal Murray's health is going to be the determining factor on when they have. Jokic is great. He's going to be great. He's going to continue to be great. He's going to continue to slice and dice this league. Like I said, going seven miles an hour, five miles an hour. So many car things. So many car analogies. Richard, they don't hold the best record in the West, but they're still the class of the conference. Yeah, when you're the defending champion, there's an, a confidence that comes. It's like we want to be playing good basketball, not our best basketball. We understand that we have another gear that we can go to to stay with your car analogy. And, and so for them, it's more of like, can we get healthy? Can we make sure that our base is there? We're playing good enough defense. Our offense is clicking. We have all of these little things because we know when we get to that moment, we know there's another gear that we can go to. And only champions know that. Only Hall of Famers know that. Yep. Those are spaces that the Denver Nuggets are in. They don't need to be number one. Right. They, they don't need to be number one. That, that That's a luxury. But I do believe that they need to move up. They want more home court advantage. Right. That's what they need to get to. Because really it's just the non-Jokic minutes that are still just a teeny bit iffy for Denver. But if Jamal Murray can continue you know, playing the way that he has been, then that becomes less concerning. You mentioned uh, Hall of Famers and champions. It's a good thing that's all we have on the show today as Kendrick Perkins is joining us as well. Perk, our resident big man, what impressed you the most about Nikola Jokic last night? Well, it, was just, it was, wasn't just Jokic. It was Jokic and Murray. And what they did was remind us in a, like, not in a friendly way, but in a vicious way, to stop talking about Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Stop talking about Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Stop talking about Embiid and Maxi, Giannis and Dane. And put some respect on this duo name. They're the best duo in basketball. Look, this game had the right energy. And when I say the right energy, it was playoff energy. You have Golden State that has been playing excellent basketball that are trying to move up out of the play-in tournament. And you have the Denver Nuggets who's trying to secure that number one seed in the Western Conference because you want home court throughout, because the Western Conference is so deep, and we know what home court meant to them last season. So when I saw Jokic and Murray do what they did in the first half, because them going on that 14-0 run, no one else was really playing well for the Nuggets at the time. But Jokic and Murray, all I kept hearing is, what a tough shot by Murray. What can you do when Jokic just hit you with so many crab dribbles and tomato chest you and get you to the basket? Right. And when you make someone go on a podcast like Draymond Green did and basically said Jokic gave him that work, you know he did that.
Well, he, the Denver he, he Nuggets. You have to go on the podcast and say that. We all watched <laughs> we all saw it. it. The Denver Nuggets have beaten the Golden State Warriors seven straight times now. And the Warriors, they dropped to 3-15 and 15 this season when facing teams with a 600-plus win percentage, right? This Ew. includes those seven games against the defending champions over the last two years uh, that we just talked about. So the Warriors, we've seen little bits of improvement from them over the last couple of games. Richard's looking at me skeptically. When it's all said and done in the playoffs, do they have enough to beat those upper echelon teams? Uh, it, it depends on the matchup, right? I, I still believe that. I, I think if if they get matched up with an Oklahoma City, I think they match up far better, right? They don't have a traditional big in Oklahoma City. I think Draymond does would go against a Chet Holmgren. I think that's a matchup. And obviously, the playoffs are matchup. Like, that's what it's about. Denver Nuggets, it doesn't matter who they face. They are such a well-built team. They're, they're, they're doing things the right way. When we're talking about the Golden State Warriors, they have gotten better. It's good to see Clay kind of start to string together a couple of games, the first half here, a full game here. Uh, but I just still don't think that they're in that space. Their margin for error is so much smaller than it's ever been during their championship run over the there last seven, eight seasons. It's the smallest it's ever been. They can't turn the ball over at the same rate. We've seen the numbers. They're 2000 and I think it was 17, 16 team that was breaking all the pace records. It would rank 22nd right now. Right. So if you went from the number one pace, a historic pace, to the 22nd base, I'm not saying the rest of the league is caught up, but that room for error has shrunk. And that's where they're struggling. Getting Chris Paul will help, but I do believe that they can do something if they get a good matchup. Chris Paul is off of the injury report for the Golden State Warriors next game. Go ahead, Perk. Their second-round exit. Their second-round exit. And, look, I don't want people to get all in their feelings and get all worked up. It's okay if they are a second-round exit because Golden State actually are making great strides for the future. Look, Jonathan Kaminga, Pajewski, right? Those guys are growing in the system, and it's gonna become. It's gonna. They're gonna have their learning curve in the postseason, right? We all know that playbook, that scouting report gets that much thicker in the postseason. So they're gonna have their growing pains. But if I had to take a bet on Golden State, I would like to take a gamble on them next season, right? Let these youngsters get some more repetition under their belt. Come back next season. Now all of a sudden, if you do resign Clay Thompson. He's, he's all the way there mentally, accepting that role off the bench. Before it's this season, their second-round next, Max. I, I completely agree. Um, the thing with the Golden State, oh. even when they were great, um, there was always a window, up 20 or down 20. You were always in the game. The difference is now when they get down 20, they don't have that gas pedal that's getting them to where they just go on these crazy runs, and that's why you see them losing these fourth-quarter leads or, or, or losing the game in the fourth quarter. Um, and, and that finishing factor, I think their best days, they're still very good, right? Yes. At the end of the day, you still have Steph Curry. Yeah. But their best days, I think, are probably behind them. Well, and, and even if you look at it, over their historic time together when they were a championship team, and again, that goes back to 2022 when they won, just won a championship, their third quarters were elite. Yeah. The third quarters were important because it was like you did a good job keeping up with them for a first half. Then that third quarter would come, and it's just so hard to keep up. And they could always they always turn the ball over at a very, very high rate. They can't do that now. They don't have the same burst. Again, losing Jordan Poole actually hurt them, right? <clears throat> Having another guy that could – that could score in bunches and bursts. Having that, they didn't have that. You needed Kaminga to rise his game. You know, getting Pajemski, that's a positive thing. But ultimately, they don't have the firepower 
and they're not built for today's NBA currently. Hmm. The way the NBA is going now, they don't have those assets to be a dominant team, but they could be a very good team if they clean everything up. Right. Adding Chris Paul, they're the healthiest that yes. they have been really all season with Pajemski and Kaminga playing as well as we've seen all year long. But it is an interesting balancing act because when you add another ingredient like Chris Paul deciding if he's going to go back in the starting lineup, is he going to come off of the bench? All of that now is what the Golden State Warriors are going to have to figure out. And now is the time not to waste any more games, particularly in a super crowded Seven Western losses conference. when leading by 15. That's tied with the Spurs, and the Spurs are god-awful. Right? They're young. I'm, we're just being honest here. The Spurs are terrible. Well, and we're talking about them having the same record as the Spurs when it comes to something. The Spurs might be at the very top of the draft for another year, and we're going to get into might that be. coming up on NBA Today. Sure, it depends on how the ping pong balls bounce. But the draft is actually four months away from today, Richard Jefferson. So we're going to tell you the newest development that may impact the future of both Bronny and LeBron James. Plus, the West, it is shaking out to be one of the tightest races in recent memory. So which teams do we think can win a series without home court advantage? Remember how important that was to the Denver Nuggets last year? And why Coach Becky Hammond thinks the Bucks they may actually have a path back to the finals? Okay, she's going to show us the way. NBA Today, we'll be right back. We're going to talk about it on the other side. We'll talk about it later. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. NBA Today is presented by Intuit Credit Karma. Everything you need to outsmart the system and reach your financial goals. So six teams out of the top ten saw a seeding shift in the Western Conference last night. So let's go coast to coast on the action. We're going to start in Houston. OKC put themselves in a tie for first after their fifth straight win. SGA led the way 36 points. Chet Holmgren became the first player with 150 blocks, 150 assists, and 103 pointers in a season in NBA history. So, Rich, how deep of a postseason run can the Thunder make? Well, I think that they are a very uh, a matchup-based team. If they get a good matchup, I think they could be okay. If they don't get a good matchup, I think they could be out in the first round. They're one of those all-or-nothing teams, kind of like Sacramento. Oh, well, then, last from year. H-Town to Los Angeles, the Kings, they moved up two spots in the West with a win over the Clippers, who did not have an answer for De'Aaron Fox. He had 33 points. No PG, remember, in this one. So, Becky, what is the ceiling for this Clippers team? Oh, man. It, it, again, it goes back to their health. I think if they're healthy, this is a formidable, maybe a Western Conference Finals team. Um, but it goes on Kawhi Leonard's health to me. 
Paul George and James Harden. They're healthy. They're, they're as lethal as anybody. If they're healthy. Western Conference Finals, possibly even the finals. All right, on to Indy. The Pacers snapped the Mavericks' seven-game winning streak. It was tied for Dallas's longest in the last ten seasons. So, Kendrick Perkins, is there a path to the finals for the Mavs this year? I wouldn't say the finals, but I wouldn't be surprised if they got to the Western Conference Finals. I mean, I love the upgrades that they did at the trade deadline and the way that Luka and Kyrie has been playing uh, this these last couple weeks has been phenomenal. Some of the best offensive basketball in the NBA. It's finally kind of what we've been waiting to see from that duo. All right, last but not least, the Lakers. They were in the Valley of the Sun yesterday taking on Kevin Durant. And Phoenix, KD, showing what he can do over Austin Reeves, saying, you know what, sir? I'm not sure you can guard me. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, man, y'all got him. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, yeah. My Larry Bird used to have things to say about situations like that. <laughs> got a little help, though, from Grayson Allen. Phoenix had 45 points in the first quarter, their most in any quarter this season. They were up 45-28 after one. So let's fast forward a little bit here, Richard, to when the Lakers got back into this one when we actually had a game. Watch LeBron James in year 21 as a reminder right here. Oh, yeah. Now the bounce. And, and look, they got off to such a slow start. If you're playing against the Phoenix Suns and you give up the most points that they've get that that they have scored in a quarter, you're going to be in a tough spot to even win that game. But they battled back. You see here, two-point game. Then Devin Booker knocks down the jumper. But the Phoenix Suns, they look good. I'll give them that. AD, this is the craziest stat from doing the game. AD is number one in second chance points. The Lakers are last place. That means there's nobody else giving AD any help on that offensive glass or for second chance points. That's inexcusable. Except for LeBron emulating it with the cup there. But then Kevin That's Durant. the only thing that they do with the cup. <laughs> Just as the Lakers get close, KD kicking it out once again in the corner to Allen. Allen had 24 points, six threes in this one as the sun go, Suns go up here. And then Royce O'Neal hits the dagger. 28 points, 12 assists, seven rebounds for LeBron James. But Kevin Durant, I sense a theme in what's going right here. This was a complete team performance. What impressed you most? Our leadership. I think our leadership won the game. Uh, struggles was first of the game, but everybody was talking. Our coaches leading us, players were leading us, and that just helped the ball go into the rim and helped us on defense. A knock on this team has been fourth quarter play. What did you see from your group in that final period? Like I said, just our leadership, man. We came through, and everybody was talking on the same page. We made big shot after big shot, and we got stopped. So credit the leadership of the coaches and the players. He may or may not have caught uh, Kendrick Perkins and Stephen A. questioning the, the leadership. Well, yeah, that was a silly conversation. That was a silly conversation uh, to me because those boys, Kevin Durant's a leader. Well, the leadership oh, board God. in the Western Conference has changed once again because with the win, the Suns moved back up to sixth on Sunday. It's a really bunched up in the middle of the West. Seeds five through eight are separated by just a half a game. The Lakers, the Warriors, they bring up the caboose of the playoff picture in that nine and ten spot. The playoff race, it is heating up. Kendrick Perkins, the Kings, the Suns, the Pelicans, the Mavs, the Lakers, the Warriors, they're all separated by just four games. So yeah. who in the West do you think could win a series without home court advantage here? Hold on one second, Malik. RJ, you got coming. something you need to get off your chest? You got <laughs> something you need to get off who, your chest? No, because no, I, these I'm, buttons I'm, is open. Yeah. You want to see my just chest? Because, it's there for you to see. Uh, I, 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 I speak but, with but, my but, chest. But what I'm saying is, but but what I'm saying is, just because you don't agree with it doesn't make it silly. That's because not true. you don't agree with it, and because no, no, it is true. Because for the simple fact. 
I'm, my point in saying this is that we were talking about Phoenix Suns and being one of the worst four-quarter teams. Mm-hmm. And when you think about them not getting stops, think about them being dysfunctional on the offensive end, that comes from a form of leadership. And, mm-hmm. and I, my point is that I'm standing on is no championship team that you've been on that went to the finals without having a leader, a vocal leader, a leader that's going to address the problems and be an extension of the coach. And if you do say that, I know you lied to the national. That, I, to that, the that, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that Kevin Durant what you say? is – Kevin Durant is a leader. The way that Magic Johnson led is different than the way Larry Bird led. The way that Kobe led is very different than the way Tim Duncan led. The only thing I'm saying is that people can be different leaders. Kevin Garnett used to lead differently than Michael Jordan did. Let me finish my point. What I'm trying to say is this. Kevin Durant, they have dealt with a ton of stuff. You've had a lot of injuries. They've had guys out. Bradley Beal's missed a ton Mm -hmm. of time. They've been struggling with different things. Their roster adding Royce O'Neal. We saw the impact that he had last game. They they were without Eric Gordon last night, and they were without Bradley Beal, and they had guys step up, and that's why he was like, people want to question my leadership. We won this game because because of our leadership. Yeah, that's just that. But, 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 Richard, no one questioned his leadership. We said that they don't have a leader on their team. If Kevin Durant, all I said was, was this. No, listen, you're missing the point, bro, and you're trying to do this body language stuff, and you're about to piss me off. Here's the thing you can that, only do body language when you got t- a shirt like no, this, though, no. Park. You can yeah, only yeah, do body but, language but, when you got a shirt like that. But Becky, Becky, <laughs> Becky, Malika, this is, what I'm, this is what I'm telling RJ, right? This is what I'm saying, Richard. I'm saying for Kevin Durant to get uncomfortable, okay? If you're, if you're not used to leading with your voice, this team actually needs you to lead with your voice. My example was the last time that the Phoenix Suns actually had that vocal leader is when Chris Paul was there. Right now, I don't see that vocal leadership. Kevin Durant is not a vocal leader. I'm asking him to get uncomfortable. Here's, here's the thing about leadership, and it, and it goes across the board. It doesn't matter, male, female, Kevin Durant. Leadership doesn't disappear, though. Leadership is consistent. Leadership shows up when other things disappear, right? And I think at the end of the day, whoever's the leader, right? Whether that's the coach, it's the locker room, leadership provides accountability, but it doesn't let you off the hook to be this team one night and another team the next night. And I think great leadership, whether you're talking about whoever, has a consistency. And and I think when they consistently play unselfish, they become very hard to beat. But do they commit to that unselfishness? Do they commit to that accountability factor with each other? Because quite frankly, they do much better when they all get in the 20s and 30s and not the 50s and 60s and 70s. Right, when each player is sort of contributing some slice mm-hmm. of the pie. I think Phoenix could be a team that doesn't have home court advantage that wins a playoff series. I think that's where we started this mm-hmm. segment. But thank you, Perk. Coming thank up you on Yes, <laughs> agree with that. <laughs> yes. Milwaukee. Milwaukee's been rolling since the All-Star break, so we're going to show you the biggest reason why Giannis and Dame have turned it all around. I don't know why I wanted to say, oh yeah, turn around. I knew there was a song in there somewhere. Come on, Rich. The Celtics, they have built a grand canyon-sized lead in the standings. But in reality, is there a team that's actually much closer to Boston than you might think? Plus, LeBron says he wants to stay with the Lakers, but will an NBA team use the draft to tempt him out of L.A.? New mock draft just dropped. We're going to show you when we come back. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. It shows that these things did happen, and it shows us, you know, hey, let's be accountable for the way that our future is. You want to teach about the excellence that black culture has produced, that there is a widely accessible field of studies that you can go into that can lead to a successful and impactful life. You're watching NBA Today, presented by Intuit Credit Karma. Richard Jefferson, you had a front row seat, but it looks like the Bucks have found their stride coming out of the All-Star break, and here's why. Here's what they did over the weekend. We're going to start at the game you called. Doc Rivers, Giannis Antetokounmpo, facing the number one team at the time in the Western Conference, the Minnesota Timberwolves, and Giannis running, looking, faking. He was so impressive. Their team, I think they they hit a bunch of threes. Minnesota hit a bunch of threes late. That got them up to like 43% from the field. But for the majority of that game, they were hovering around 39% defensively. The Bucks defense, that was probably as good as I have seen it in a long time against an elite team, an elite offensive team that was fully loaded and ready to go. We were doing all access there, and the Bucks ruined that. This Dame Lillard three, his feet weren't even facing the rim when he took off. We went from all access for the Timberwolves to Dame time. The Bucks get that win. And then Sunday against a depleted 76ers team. Remember, this is Doc Rivers' return to Philadelphia. Dame Lillard. I thought that was going to come a lot later. <laughs> I thought it was going to come a lot later. I didn't think he was going to be doing a return to Philly this season. <laughs> well, Giannis made sure to make him look good. This outlet pass to close the first half had the bench hyped. Giannis even danced into the locker room following that dime to Brooke Lopez. Look, he's like, even they got to look at me. I mean, they, they play football in Greece? Well, <laughs> come on, man. That was a hell of a pass. Giannis throwing it down there. And then once again, Brooke Lopez finds You got to guard him out Lillard. there. You got to guard him out there. I don't know. You think they, they're, they're scouting? Yeah, it was on the scouting report. I don't know if that was, was on, on the scouting report. report. Yeah. Well, we talked so much about the Bucks defense early in the year. Richard is throwing up his hands in delight because their defense has stepped up in the past two games over the All-Star break. Wins over the Timberwolves, the 76ers, allowing just 102.5 points per game on over 40% shooting. Those are both large improvement over Doc's defense. Large. the All-Star break. You called the game Friday. There was a large improvement. What's the biggest reason why they're winning right now? Well, I, I think their intensity. 
you lose that game in Memphis before the All-Star break. Look, that's the most dangerous time. The first two games before the All-Star break, those first two games after the All-Star break. Some guys are already on vacation. Some guys haven't come back from vacation. So I think that that loss against Memphis, all the questions, all the chirping, we saw J.J. running his mouth, getting hot, getting fired up. And so when you look at this, the Bucks had to answer a call. And you come out of the break against the number one team in the Western Conference, a, a team that is playing great basketball, and you showed up. You knew that you were coming in for a fight. They showed up on a Friday night in Minnesota and balled out. Played great from start to finish. Then, again, against a Philly team that just beat Cleveland, who was playing really, really well. This Philly team, look, they don't have Joel Embiid, but they are still a formidable team. And you go out there and play well again. So, to me, I, I don't want to say they're turning a corner, but all things point in the right direction. Well, I think with them, the biggest step, obviously, is defensively. Mm-hmm. In that paint area, um, they've kind of gotten back to their, I wouldn't want to say old defense, Budenholzer defense, yeah, however, yeah, however you want to call yeah, it. Yes. That. Okay. Percentage-wise. Um, yes, yes, but, but defending the paint, right? Um, and you look at this number. Here's the thing. He has the most shots coming at him in that, in that drop defense, but it's also the shot that you're willing to live with. They're making you take that shot, so it's actually a good sign that he has the most <clears throat> attempts on him. <clears throat> now, if you look at him in the pick and roll, you're going to see here as they roll the tape right there. Okay, stop right here. You're going to see them chase over the top. Okay, so that on-ball defender chases over the top. You see Brooks sitting right there, hands spread. Now, his job right there as that defender, he's basically playing two-on-one. And you want to keep that ball handler in front of you, and you want to keep that roller in front of you. So when they start to come, the problem is that court gets really small for that offensive player, and now you're kind of playing in his territory. So the last part of this is the pursuit. You see uh, Pat right there trying to get back in front. And the other thing about him, he never, I know he can't jump very high, but he hardly ever jumps. So you're taking these shots over seven footers, and that's basically what they're baiting you to do. Um, and so far, it's worked out well for them, especially, you know, they're, they're starting to hold teams under that, that 100 point. Right. And here's the other thing. Not that, okay, the 100 point is a nice round number, right? right. But can you get your defense to hold them at like 106 and 107? Because one thing we do know with this team is they can score the basketball. Yes. So at the end of the day, you're going to put enough uh, points on the board to win a lot of basketball games. But that defensive end of the court has to come together. And I think that is a separation factor for them coming into the last part of the season. Defense wins championships. It's also been their identity, especially particularly when they won a championship in 2021. But it feels like the East this year, it is still paced by the Boston Celtics. They extended their season high winning streak to eight games. They had a 14 point win over the Knicks. Boston has the best record in the NBA. And with their core, uh, their starting five of Tatum, Brown, Holiday, White, Porzingis all start. They're actually winning better than 80% of their games. They continue to pull away from the pack in the Eastern Conference. And take a look at this, right? Boston has a five-game cushion for the best overall record. So considering they also have the fourth easiest schedule, remember, remaining in the NBA, Ooh. it's going to be tough for any of these teams to make up any significant ground over their final 25 games. So the Celtics are most likely going to finish with the best record in the NBA and have home court advantage in the playoffs. But perk, is the gap between them and the rest of the teams we just showed that big? Hell no. Hell no. <clears throat> in the Eastern Conference, yes. Okay, I, I get that, right? You have, you're looking at the Cavs, right? A young team led by Donovan Mitchell. We don't really trust them. Evan Mobley has been up and down. We have to see and wait to see what they're going to do in the postseason. When you look at the, the Milwaukee Bucks, we know all the term, all that's been happening around that organization and with that team. 
But when it comes down to comparing the Celtics to the Western Conference, and I know these people out there in the world on the internet are gonna say, oh, we was 13 and six against the West. Well, to be honest, here's my thing. My last, my last sighting when they played against the top-notch Western Conference teams, like the Denver Nuggets and the Los Angeles Clippers, it was a beatdown. Not the Nuggets, but with the Clippers. So do I think the Celtics are a great basketball team? Yes. Do I think they're gonna come out of the Eastern Conference? Yes. Do I think Jason Tatum is an unbelievable superstar? Yes, I believe all those things. But what I can't do is disrespect how hard the Western Conference is on the side of the Eastern Conference. And so they're going to have to have their battles. Right now, I don't even have them favored as to win it all, to be honest with you. Look, I think the gap for the Celtics in the, in the, during the regular season, I think it's bigger, right? I think it's big. It's hard to match up with the amount of talent, the versatility that they have. But I think that starts to shrink as the playoffs come. Yes, they could have home court, but we've also seen them lose a game seven on their home floor, yep. right? We've seen some things from the That's Boston good. Celtics over, over the last few years. So when I look at this, they are the best team. I think adding Drew Holiday, adding a guy that has championship experience, you know, and again, their whole team has been, half the team that has been to the finals or had been on playoff runs. So I just think the Celtics, as the season goes on, they're going to win 60 games, in my opinion. They're going to play great. They're going to get the number one seed. But there are going to be things that they need to improve on, in my opinion, that makes them a clear-cut favorite. We just saw what the Denver Nuggets are doing. Mm -hmm. Like, Jokic is a problem. But I think Porzingis pulling him away from the floor, also being a shot blocker. There are things that he offers that could really be a great matchup if they potentially were to go against Denver. I, I, I think Boston's really good. Obviously, I put, I'm going to put them in the finals. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they win. And here's the other part. Not be, they have a great offense. They have a great defense. Um, the versatility, I think the emergence of Derek White, how he's come on. Uh, you got a real ball hawker, maybe yeah. that best on-ball defender in Drew Holiday. So you've added these pieces, and then Porzingis, a, a legit Problem. A, a legit in-out guy, right? But at the end of the day, I feel like, and you go back to eat when Ime was there, right? Yeah. Didn't they lose, like, every home court game and won every away game or something crazy? Yes. Or it, it was something different like that. So I think the mentality, the mental toughness yeah. needed to – uh, maintain and sustain greatness throughout the playoffs. I want to see that. I want to see that from them. Well, and then let's also compare the Denver Nuggets. They have their consistent core group, right? When you look at Philly, they got a brand new coach. Joel Embiid's out. When you look at uh, the Knicks, they, they've been banged up, but we saw how well they were playing when sure. they were hurt. When you look at the Milwaukee Bucks, they're going through a transitional phase. So they are, now again, I know the Boston Celtics have had some coaching change over the last few years, but they have their core group, and their core group is all pushing in the same direction. So that makes things easier for you. Not easy, easier. So when I look at that, that's why I think it shrinks during the, re- during the postseason, because everybody's like, they've kind of figured out their crew, they got their coach, yeah. Nick Nurse and Doc Rivers, even the Clippers adding James Harden. They're going to be much better teams come April, May, June than they are currently right now. And the fact of the matter is the Celtics are just a team that until they do it, until they prove it, because they've been there and been so close so many times, we're going to continue to have questions and nitpick just because they've been right on the cusp. We've seen it happen. They've had a 2-1 lead in the finals even, and they couldn't quite get it done. So until Jason Tatum is that guy, the best guy, in a final series on the floor, which he even says he wasn't. Steph Curry was, right, in that last finals that he was in. Until we see that, there are going to be some questions that sort of swirl. Before we head to break, I do want to get to one more news item. This clip was everywhere on Saturday because seconds after upsetting number eight Duke, Wake Forest students, they stormed the court. But watch here. Duke's Kyle Filikowski collided with a fan 
and left the floor hobbled. So there's no details yet on the severity of any possible injury, but Filipowski is a top 10 prospect on ESPN's draft board. And Jay Billis, he weighed in on the incident. We actually discussed this a few weeks ago on College Game Day. Uh, and my thing wasn't necessarily banned court storming. It was just the idea that fans don't belong on the court. And if they wanted to stop it, they could stop it tomorrow. One time, all you have to do is once they're on the court, don't let them off. Just, just say you're all detained and give them all citations or arrest them if you want to. And then court stormings will stop the next day. That's got to be the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire... Did he say detain 10,000 people? Did he say give 10,000 people citations? Me and Becky were talking before this because I asked the, the Hall of Famer, Becky Hammond. So what do you think? She goes, if you don't make stupid rules, you don't have to enforce them. And that is silly. First of all, I get it. As an Arizona player, Duke player, typically the really good teams, I've had the court stormed on me four or five times. It's a part of it. It sucks. You don't want to see this. There has been things that happen. But this is about college basketball. This is about college football. To say something, and I love Jay Billis, a legend in this game. That is asinine to suggest that because for me, when you look at this, yes, get your players off the floor. We saw the situation with Caitlin Clark. However you feel left or right about that, was it a little bit of a flop? Was it a little bit of an embellishment? I get it. But this is a part of college sports. It always has been. For what, 40 years, 50 years? You know what? Even in football, you're going to stop all the people from running on the field when Alabama loses to Florida A&M? No, you're not going to stop it. So figure out a way to protect your players. And again, we're talking about one situation, two situations situations over the course of how many court stormings we get it but let's not get old and get the get off my lawn get a citation let's arrest them all do you do we know what we're talking about when we say these things like come on to me if you paid your tuition and you go and support your team and they're an underdog against a high level Arizona Duke North Carolina Kansas Kentucky and you get the win look you deserve to storm the court that's my opinion let's not arrest or cite give citations to 10,000 people what are we fully, talking about? Holy cosine. What are we talking and about? And agree with you on that one, Richard Jay. Love you, Jay. Let's not discipline Joy, but yes, love you, Jay. Our ABC NBA Saturday primetime matchup has Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets squaring off against LeBron and the Lakers at 8.30 Eastern. Coverage tips with NBA Countdown at 8 o'clock. Speaking of LeBron, coming up, we had a huge change, Richard, for Bronny James in our latest mock draft. I didn't know the original. Well, I'll tell you next and how likely it is that LeBron is to follow Bronny to a new NBA city. Well, at least it went out with a bang. Bang! It went out with a bang! Mike Breen? You said bang. That's my line. Well, I meant more of like an electrical fire bang. Like this? Bang! No, I think... Bang! 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 That's a pretty good bang. But what are we going to do about this bang? Oh, you don't need a catchphrase. You need a jingle. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is here to help. Bang! He really went out with a bang. The NBA on ESPN, presented by State Farm. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Okay. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, bang! Get your calendars out, because four months from today, the NBA draft will get underway. So with that in mind, I'd like to welcome in our ESPN draft analyst, Jonathan Gavoni. And Jonathan, this morning in our production meeting, we were kind of kicking things around, potential questions about the upcoming draft, what rookie would be best fit with Victor Wembanyama, who has the highest ceiling in the class. But then we noticed... Bronny James isn't even on your mock draft. He's listed as 39th in your 2025 mock draft, so a year out. Why is that? Malika, the fact of the matter is that Bronny James has not produced like a one-and-done player this season. He's averaging five-and-a-half points per game, shooting under 40% from the field for a USC team that has the worst record in the Pac-12. That's not one-and-done caliber. He's been playing hot potato with his teammates, moving the ball left and right, really has lacked assertiveness and is missing opportunities to really put himself into the game when they've had injuries and they've needed him to step up and show that he's an NBA player. But still, I mean, you have Bronny projected to be drafted in 2025. Clearly, you see something you like in him. So tell us a little bit more about his game and what you like. I love Bronny James's game still. We have to remember that this kid missed four months with a heart issue starting in July that really seemed to have derailed his season. He's one of the best defenders in this freshman class. He's phenomenal at getting over screens, mirroring one-on-one, busting up handoffs, uh, locking up, generating turnovers. He's physical, he's competitive. He's got a great feel for the game. I think if Bronny James comes back for his sophomore season, we're gonna see a completely different guy. We're gonna see someone that really could be a lottery pick still. Jonathan, thank you so very much. Such important context to keep in mind. Jonathan is going to be a regular on our show as we lead up to the 2024 draft. So Becky, given everything that that Jonathan just shared with us, if Bronny does declare for this draft in a couple of months and that ceiling being so much higher than potentially he'd be slated to where to to where he's slated to be drafted, do you think teams should, should take a flyer on him to try to draft him higher than where he's slated to go? Um, I wouldn't at this point. That doesn't mean he can't get there. You know, he had a sub- very substantial thing go wrong with yeah. his heart, you know. And so you, d- you don't know the, the back story and you don't know the side effects. Give him a year because I look at that as like an injury, right? Like you don't – yeah, you're playing, but you don't feel like yourself until a good solid – 12 to 14 to 16 months after that major injury. And so I'd like to see him go one more year in college, get those numbers up, and make it legit. But, I mean. Well, it is tough because, look, Channing Fry, he dealt with a heart condition and had to miss an entire year, not four months, an entire year. Jeff Green. Jeff Green had to have heart surgery. We have seen this over the course. And this is not a matter of making an excuse for the young player. It's about this. It's hard to evaluate. That is the most important summer you might ever have. That summer between your, your senior year and your freshman year. You're on campus. You're working out every day. And their team's not performing. He can say, we can look at the numbers and say, he's not performing. But the problem is when you look at it from that standpoint, you kind of look at it from a, is this the best version of him? Like, even Jonathan Gavoni said, hey, look, one of the best defenders. We know he, the kid can shoot. We know yeah. about the skills and the talent that the player has. It's just, it's hard to evaluate and coming off that. And there's a lot of different things that go into that and so I, I 
I think that you would still probably take a chance on him yeah. if he went. I think you would. St- somebody would still say the, the upside. Round? Not in the first round. round. Second, second round. round. Second round. You would still take a chance. You would still draft him and see if we can get him in here, get him doing the thing. Because you see that all the time in the right. second round. You see second round draft picks that don't even come over here for two years, and that because they're letting them go and be a European player and letting them work and letting them grind. So I think you see that all the time. So I wouldn't rule it out. Yeah, I, I saw Bronny James play in person a couple of weeks ago over at USC. His athleticism is so impressive. It just seems like he needs a little bit of time. He is going to be an incredible player. It's just sometimes you need a little bit of time. But time also isn't necessarily on the side of LeBron James, although he is proven time and time again not to count him out. Do you think at some point we will see them share a court perk? I do. I do. But I think Bron is going to have to be patient, and he's also going to have to sacrifice. And if that means he's going to have to extend his NBA career a little longer, then like, so be it. My thing is, is one I want to point out is that, look, Bronny is going to be, I think he's going to make it to the NBA, and I think he's going to have a hell of a career. But he's not going to be his dad. And that's okay. Let Bronny be Bronny. Do I think he need to go back to school? Yes, I do, right? And when the time is right, let it happen naturally, right? We don't want to force anything. Let's not force it. This man, this young man, uh, you know, his livelihood or his development so that he could go and pair up with LeBron or whatever narrative we trying to push or whatever we want to see, to be honest. Just let the young man breathe. And, and Car- Car- uh, Carmelo Anthony had an interesting thing on his podcast where he talked about the relationship with his son Kyle. and how he was letting this. He told his son, yes, he don't let his son get too far ahead. He stay in the moment. He's not going to tell him he's going to be this. He was like, no, you actually got to get to college first. And then we're going to worry about your freshman year of college and then your sophomore year. Right. And then we'll start to worry about the pros. And I think that's the steps we all need to start looking at when it comes to Bronny. Sure, it's all a little bit of a process. We are going to see LeBron James in our NBA Wednesday doubleheader, but it starts with Tyrese Halliburton and the Pacers hosting Zion Williamson and the Pelicans. That's at 7.30 Eastern. Then you get the Lakers squaring off against Kawhi and the Clippers. A little battle for L.A. Our coverage tips with NBA Countdown at 7 o'clock. All right, speaking of the West, the Warriors, they have locked up Steph, Draymond, now Steve Kerr for the future, but have we seen them win their last title for this crew in the Bay? We discuss next. Kirk already got in trouble saying that a couple years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. NBA Today is presented by Intuit Credit Karma. Everything you need to outsmart the system and reach your financial goals. It's Monday. Usually I say that it's Friday, so it's Monday. It's not the same. I love it when you sing. Uh, Thank you, Rich. (laughs) Let's end today's show with a new game. We're going to fill in the blank. So all of you have a whiteboard, or Perk, I think, has a piece of paper at home. And I'm going to ask you to finish these sentences for me, all right? Let's get it going. We're going to start in Golden State. Steve Kerr. He was given a two-year, $35 million extension that'll make him the highest-paid coach in NBA history. There's a couple of stipulations there. Yes, I know. So, knowing that Steve Kerr and Steph Curry's contracts are now matched up, everybody, I want you to finish this sentence. Steve Kerr 
will win blank more titles in Golden State. Blank more titles in Golden State. Are you serious, Richard? Okay, perks I can't see. Uh, Richard decided yeah, to draw yeah. on the other side of the whiteboard, not on the whiteboard part, <laughs> and it says TBD. Wait, is this? Perk. Oh, shoot. Yeah, it's a whiteboard. It's a dry erase thing. Yeah. Uh, well, TBD uh, is still my answer. Richard, uh, Perk, what does is, what is yours say? It looks like a blank piece of paper because it, it's a layer. What? what? Well, it, it made no point. It was no point of me actually writing a zero oh, on okay. that. Oh, okay, so there is nothing on that. I'm not just need to get my eyes yeah. checked. Yeah. Becky, what do you got yeah. over here? The- zero? But I love you. Is that a button? No, it's an arrow. Like, it's a zero, but it's an arrow. It's like a Cheerio. Because of Valentine, it, it's a Valentine's Day. It was like two weeks. Okay. All right. It's an arrow, because I still zero. love them. Okay. All right. I'm I watching. Love, I love them. I, I, I love you. I'm so watching them. Pierce you through. Okay. Okay. Uh, next up, Victor Wembanyama. He had a monster weekend, right? He posted the NBA's first 5x5 five five game since 2019 on Friday against the Lakers. Wemby is the first player to record five blocks and five steals in consecutive games since Michael Jordan, but when I asked him about that, he said, well, did Michael Jordan win those games? Yes. And the answer (laughs) is yes, Yes. he did. And so I walked out with Victor and I told him that and he said, I'm jealous. Clearly this is a guy who cares about winning. You can just tell the Spurs have not. So your next prompt is, Victor should feel blank about his rookie season so far. Spelling doesn't matter, it's fine. It'll be fine. Okay, what what do we got here? Well, well Malika, it. it was going to take, I got outstanding, but it was going to take too long for me to write it out because it takes too long for me to say it. Okay. So, yeah, no, I don't. So, <laughs> Richard. Outstanding. Sad, Richard says. <laughs> what? And uh, unsatisfied. Yeah. Sad? You should yeah, feel I, I like sad. both of them. Okay. You should feel sad. Like, you don't, look, he's lost more games this year than he has in his entire life. And he is putting up quality numbers. He's putting up, like, I don't want to say historic rookie numbers, but he's hitting marks that no rookie has hit before. He's in categories with Wilt Chamberlain and stuff. That should be sad that you're not winning anything. And that's why that's what he brought up. You should be sad. Well, the entire time yeah. that you guys were writing sad and unsatisfied, I was seeing if I could help out the Utah oh, Jazz. Oh, wow. Players. Go Jazz. <laughs> you're watching the Disney Channel. Don't. That's going to do wow. it for us today on NBA you even Today. Answer a yeah, what? We're going to see you tomorrow. Enjoy tonight's games. Richard, we're going to throw that out now. No, you're not. We're not going to see the back. It's TV.